Mark Cuban. How you do anything is how you do everything. If you're not, if you don't pay attention to detail on the little things, you're not going to be in the habit of paying attention to detail for the big things. Ken Griffey Jr. Hey, he wears his hat backwards. Well, I wear my hat backwards because my dad had a fro and I wanted to wear his hat. And if I put his hat on at age six and, you know, he's got a eight and a half and I got like a little five, it's not going to really stay on my head. Jeannie Buss. Thank you for having me. What a nice turnout. It's good to see everybody. John Smoltz. Is if you don't have the imagination and the willingness to fail or not being afraid to fail, I don't think you can be truly great. Candace Parker. I have had so much hope for this generation coming up that have grown up with women in sports, in leadership roles, on television, speaking about sports, speaking knowledgeably about sports. Pal Gasol. To me, all the work that I've done, all the humanitarian work that I've done has always given me great perspective, has allowed me to keep my feet on the ground and uh, has really put and reminded me what's truly important. Damian Lillard. That was for Seattle. (laughs) (laughs) Just to name a few. Welcome to Sports Business Radio. Now, here's Brian Berger. Well, thanks for joining us on this edition of Sports Business Radio. It's a special edition. It's presented by Underdog Fantasy, the official gaming partner of Sports Business Radio and the fastest growing fantasy app. The Underdog app is available at underdogfantasy.com on iOS and on Android. And I'd be remiss if I didn't tell you that Underdog is a special offer for Sports Business Radio listeners. New users get up to $100 matched on their first deposit when they use the code SBR. That's SBR like Sports Business Radio. I'm joined by executive producer Brian Griggs. Griggs, this is one of my favorite shows of the year because we love NFL, we love fantasy, we love underdog, and you and I get to compete against each other in something. It's great. Yeah, underdog is so fun. And uh, yeah, great show. Did our live draft, a little trash talking back and forth. And I promise you I have a better team this year than last year. So I know I'm, I'm doing better than last year. <laughs> yeah, definitely. You, you didn't take DK Metcalf with your first pick. <laughs> Spoiler alert for the audience. <laughs> exactly. You made some really smart picks uh, early on, and you actually had some good finds later in the draft as well. Now, for our audience, if you weren't listening last year, I crushed Griggs (laughs) because he did take DK Metcalf with the first pick, and it went downhill from there. So um, we're going double or nothing on our bet this year. And speaking of double doubles, the bet is... Next time we're in California, the winner has in and out all you can eat from loser. Yeah. And you know, now that I'm going for double or nothing, like I may just sit there for hours <laughs> and eat in and out while you pay for it. But you can't even the score get back to to ground zero uh this year if you beat me in fantasy. It's true. Uh, I could be your your personal waiter at uh, In-N-Out and you just sit outside at the table and I'll just keep bringing the double doubles if that works for you. Yeah. But uh, we'll yeah. see if I can pick up a win. I'm feeling good. I'm feeling confident. You have a great team though too. Uh, at the point spread at the end of our draft, which you'll hear about on the show today, uh, you have a slight edge. So we'll see if that, that pans out. Yeah. And you know, you never know, right? Like players can get hurt. But the thing that's so great about underdog um, is it's super low maintenance. I know we have a lot of listeners that have busy lives. We have executives listening to this show, coaches, athletes. And this is what I call low maintenance fantasy. So the draft is the most fun part. That's what we're about to do on our show this week. Uh, 30 seconds in between picks. So you can do an entire draft in less than an hour. Uh, but then Underdog takes the best points from your performers that week. So you never have to worry about leaving someone on the bench. How many times have we all done that? Oh my God, this guy had a great week and I had him on my bench. Or, you know, so-and-so was hurt and I forgot to take him out of my lineup. Or They pull your best performers and aggregate those points for the week. So once you draft your team, it's really just sit back and watch and have fun and, you know, root for your players. And um, it's great. So, uh, and Griggs, this is the big part. This is where... Forget about the in and out bet. If one of us wins the top prize of $3 million because there's $15 million in the best ball mania pool with underdog fantasy, then 
you know, we got to figure out something from there. Like either one of us has to take care. You'd probably resign immediately <laughs> if you had the $3 million. I would like get us a pimp studio somewhere. That'd be like, fun. We'd be on the beach or we'd be on a yacht or, you know, for our 20th anniversary celebration next year of Sports Business Radio, like it would be an all out party. Yeah. If we win $3 million. So, um, either one of us will will share the wealth with the other if we happen to win that three million dollar cup. Yeah, that's fun. I mean, and even that I was looking at the tier, you know, first, second, third, you know, that's six figures all the way down. To, I think sixth place. So we could do yeah. pretty well, even with you know 100k. We could uh, have some fun with for sure. So let's go for at least top six finish. That's what we're shooting for. I think last year I'm not positive, but I think overall out of the thousands of entries i think i was in seventh place so i think i just missed dang sixth place nice no i'm, I'm kidding that's good i was gonna say i didn't hear that news <laughs> no that would be my luck right like you just miss out on the money i love it so um well this is fun i hope our listeners enjoy you know you'll learn a little bit about fantasy if you're getting ready for your fantasy draft um this is a great way to kind of prepare for your draft. Andrew has some really good insight uh, with players and draft strategies. And again, um, the best ways to utilize underdog fantasy as a draft tool and just how to have lots of fun with it. So Griggs, uh, without further ado, let's get to our best ball mania draft with underdog fantasy. Andrew Mackins from underdog fantasy is kind enough to join us. I'm raring to go. Thank you guys for having me again. Basketball Mania 4, we just are at August 2nd, and we're already more than halfway filled for the tournament. So people have been drafting in this contest since May. Uh, we have a really hardcore community in there uh, drafting early, and, and the guy who won Basketball Mania 3 drafted their team in July. So it very much a what-are-you-waiting-for situation. Got to get in there and, and take advantage of all this training camp news. Yeah, I want to give our listeners uh, a few nuggets of advice. First of all, for Sports Business Radio listeners, if you use the promo code SBR, like Sports Business Radio, Underdog is kind enough to match your first deposit up to $100. So it costs $25 to enter Best Ball Mania. So like Underdog is giving you free money to play Best Ball Mania. There's $15 million in prize money. So this is like more prize money than you're going to find anywhere else. $3 million goes to the first place finisher. So there's a lot of money at stake here. And guys, what I love about this, and I talked a few weeks ago to uh, co-founder Jeremy Levine from Underdog Fantasy, this is zero maintenance fantasy. Like the best part of fantasy is what we're about to do, which is the draft. After that, we don't have to worry about changing our lineups every week. We don't have to worry about, oh, I left one of the best performers on my team on the bench and I didn't get the points. Underdog is pulling the best performers from your roster every week. So I love the fact that you get the best parts of fantasy, which is the draft. You can talk smack with your friends like Griggs and I do throughout the season. But then I don't have to sit here and worry about oh my gosh, who am I going to put into my lineup? Who am I going to bench? What if this player gets a lot of points and I had them on the bench? So it's really, I have a a lot of listeners who are very busy professionals and you don't have time for all of those things. So this is such a great solution. Completely agree with you there, Brian. And I think about that a lot for the business-minded audience as well, that uh, going on underdog, you can draft multiple teams without any management. And what that allows you to do is actually invest in a portfolio of players that you want to root for. Uh, as Jeremy has mentioned, having an opinion or expressing your opinion on sports through playing these games. And with no management, you can draft, you know, I, I've drafted over 60 teams with fellow employees already this uh, off season. And what I'll mention a few times throughout this draft is what my exposure percentages are, just kind of like my players that I'm invested in and rooting for. And and it, and it kind of lets you know who you are underweight on, who you're overweight on, and who you really need to perform well because you've drafted them so many times. Yeah, I remember I had a few teams last year and I had Josh Allen as my quarterback. <laughs> I was very heavily invested in Josh Allen, so... He had a good year, 
But if you don't have someone or you have someone who gets hurt and you don't have a good number two or number three quarterback, then yeah, that screws up your portfolio pretty quickly. Um, the best ball mania draft that we're going to enter, just so people know, um, there's 12 teams, there's 18 rounds. And I love this because it moves quickly. It's 30 seconds in between picks. So, you know, we've all had those long drafts. You're sitting there for hours and you're like, oh my gosh, why can't the person in front of me just make a pick? This is 30 seconds in between picks. So again, the busy professional that wants to play fantasy, that wants to have the great experience, the draft is amazing. It can be done in 45 to 60 minutes. Um, and then throughout the season, you're not having to maintain your roster. Um, but, you know, I love this too, because it really makes you think about who you want to draft. And, um, you know, Andrew, maybe you could talk a little bit about the various positions and, and you know, who's pulled from what positions for the teams in basketball mania. Yeah, I can definitely talk about roster construction. Uh, that's one of the most important things. One thing I wanted to add too is right now we do have slow drafts where you can enter multiple at once. It's eight hours per pick for an individual. So you can enter multiple drafts at the same time. And if you come on the clock, you won't get caught with your pants down per se. Uh, you will have up to eight hours to make that pick. So you can make all your picks in the morning, go to work, check all your picks, either on your, your drafts, on your lunch break, and then you know make picks again at night before you go to bed. So that's being able to draft a lot of teams at once without having to constantly check the site for uh, whether you're on the clock or not. In terms of roster construction, it is 18 rounds, as you mentioned. In the best ball format is always giving you an optimal lineup to fill uh, what is your starting lineup. And so there's always going to be 10 players on your bench, but your starting lineup each week is going to be the best score to fill one starting quarterback two running backs, three wide receivers, a tight end, and a flex. So in any given week, you could start up to three running backs. You could start up to four wide receivers. And underdog handles all that scoring for you. Uh, but really because you don't control anything outside of the draft, who you draft and how you construct your roster is really important to consider uh, with each pick being kind of like this finite amount of almost like theoretical dollars you have to invest like your draft capital your first round pick is your most expensive or valuable piece how do you invest that and then how do you uh draft accordingly based on who you draft in the early rounds yeah don't go dk metcalf first round there's some advice <laughs> like i tried, I tried it last year i tried that once <laughs> yeah that didn't work out so well the other uh draft option i want to mention we're not doing this today and you know griggs and i this might be a little too uh, rich for our blood, but the Mastiff. So $1,000 per entry, 240 entrants is what it's capped at, and $220,000 in prize money, $20,000 to the first place finisher. So I know I have some listeners that, you know, they really get into fantasy and, you know, you might want to invest some money in this and, and you know, it's $1,000 per entry, but Andrew, I know that fills up quickly too. Yeah, that one's over half filled already as well. Obviously, a little bit uh, slower to find the, those high rollers. But what I can see in the the prize structure is if you're in, you know, if you place 61st through 120th in this, so that's like as long as you're in the top half, you are at least getting your money back, and then your uh, the payouts increase from there, like as you qualify through the, you know, the the final weeks of the season. So if you think you're, uh, if you really know your football and you can have a top half team, uh, then it, you're kind of like playing with house money there, right? <laughs> yeah. But obviously, if everything goes wrong for your team, you know, that that's quite the the high stakes there. So love to see that. And we might open up some some other high stakes options as well before the season starts. Yeah, I love the name of it, the Mastiff, because it's for the big dogs. Yeah, exactly. So we are in the Best Ball Mania draft room. I think I'm picking, what am I picking? 11th? Uh, you are 12th. I'm 12th. Okay. So Griggs and I are right next to each other in the draft order. So this is going to make for a lot of fun. We're going to be stealing each other's players throughout this draft. That's right. And again, there's 18 rounds. Yeah, I think the biggest thing to keep in mind 
here. Well, and maybe you'll get to be a little more funky with your picks because you are on the turn. But following the average draft position in underdog is probably one of the best things you can do. You don't have to be completely anchored to the ADP. But as I mentioned earlier, you know, there's been hundreds of thousands of drafts done in this tournament already. Yeah. We tout ourselves as like the most accurate ADP, the most accurate representation of what's going on in the market right now for these players. Got it. Sticking towards that will always, you know, give you a good sense of where players are currently being valued. Yeah. Now that's good. That's, that's again, you make this dummy proof where <laughs> if you just stick with the ADP, uh, you're going to still wind up with a pretty good team. Yeah. Unless yeah, you take DK Ladcalf uh, way early. And that's <laughs> well, that's I even looking at, you know, Griggs is sharing his screen with me, so I won't give up too much away, but I can say what's nice with if 30 seconds goes by and you miss your first pick, if you don't have anyone queued up, it'll just take best available. So ADP will always be your friend there. If you want to, you can also use the star button to queue up players uh, in your queue and it'll just take best available from there. Um, now, with us being on the turn, Griggs, I would say the top players in your queue, you could even wait until your second pick versus, uh, you know, prioritizing them with your first pick here. Okay. Let's see. I'm coming up. Oh, yeah. You're coming up, Griggs. Man, all my players are getting picked. And I've lost quite a few, too. <sighs> Dijon Robinson just got taken. I wanted him. All right. I got. Patrick, oh, you took Mahomes. Hey, everybody. Patrick Mahomes here. You are picking wonderfully. Okay, I just took Nick Chubb. You got back-to-back picks. I know. And I am going to take my guy from last year, Josh Allen, with my second pick. So Nick Chubb and Josh Allen are my picks. Nice, nice. I'm going Saquon for my RB right now. Yeah, that's two pretty good picks there, Greg. That's a lot better than you did last year. <laughs> I learned. I learned. Holmes and Barkley, your first two picks, that's better than last year. Good job. So my biggest piece of advice for you guys going into the third and fourth rounds when this comes back to you is I think you will most likely have to prioritize wide receiver. Um, As mentioned with the roster construction, you do have to start three wide receivers in total. Uh, You can start up to four or like with underdog optimizing the scoring for you uh you can get up to four in your lineup and underdog adp has favored wide receivers quite a bit so it might not look exactly what your home league draft is going to look like um based on some differences in the um in the roster construction but we definitely don't want you guys to get to uh you know around five and six and not have some of those top receivers in the league so i think what you guys did that's good on the turn there is anchoring your team with an elite quarterback and an elite running back. So you can pretty much forget about those positions for a while. Like right. you, you probably are going to have Patrick Mahomes points in your starting lineup almost every week of the season. You want to assume he's going to just crush it for you, uh, Greg. So you don't need a backup quarterback for quite some time. Right. Well, we already know who Greg's is taking next. It's DK. <laughs> Like that could get there. That's a given that he's taking DK with his next pick. Actually, he might not get there. Looking at the available wide receivers here, we we can start to see how the receivers are going fast. Yeah, a lot of people would like to draft three wide receivers to start out their team and then figure out the running back position later. The old, uh, I I think it's getting more and more popular is the zero RB strategy where you start to really wait on those kind of like late round rookie picks or backup running backs who get to benefit from a starter getting injured uh, can always help, you know, replace those running back fantasy points for you later on in the year. What about someone like Jonathan Taylor? I mean, he's having contract pulled out with the Colts and is he going to play? Is he not going to play? If he's playing, he's one of the best running backs in the game, but is he falling in drafts right now? Because people are afraid that, uh, he may not play this year. It's really interesting. I think that we can see in this draft he is falling uh, based on the ADP. He's totally picked at pick 21 right now. So that's even already a pretty precipitous drop. And in this draft, he just went at the 26th pick. 
So he is falling quite a bit because I'm pretty sure he was getting taken around like the the one two turn uh, where you guys are picking from in drafts before all this news came out. But with him having the back issue and you know the potential for the Colts to put him on the NFI list so they don't have to pay him for, from you know all the guess, trauma out of camp that I've heard with that. I think there is some inherent risk there and and hopefully you know most likely scenario is they figure it out and he plays a lot uh this year but it, it's definitely something where the risk averse drafter is gonna pick someone else at this stage yeah hey uh for the dummy and, and this is me the adp is a higher adp good a lower adp how does that work yeah so lower adp means hot taken earlier in the draft or or higher in the draft i suppose Higher ADP means that they're taken later in the draft. So they're okay. like Justin Jefferson's average draft position is like 1.3 or something like that. Okay. Because he's almost always getting taken first overall. Okay. Bad news for Griggs, DK Metcalf. Go on. <laughs> oh, man. That's it. I know. Leave yep. draft. <laughs> I mean, the, I can't believe how these receivers are flying off the board. I know. I put a bunch in queue and they're just getting, everyone is like, boop. All right, I'm coming up next year. I got to pick. I'm going to do a receiver. I'm on the clock. And we're going to go Amari Cooper. Uh, should I be keeping a snipe counter here for you guys? Yeah. Yeah. Add that to the screen. Um, man, I guess I got to go Jerry Judy. It's not He's bad. next up on the receiver, but he always gets hurt. Yeah. There are a lot of people in the fantasy community high on Jerry Judy this year. Um, so I like that pick. Okay, good. Well, Sean, I, I like a lot of wide receivers. So yeah, there's a lot of people I'd like to take here. Yeah. Berg, you're on the clock. What are you doing? Uh, I'm going to go DeAndre Hopkins. Oh, that was my next one. Uh, let's snipe. Yeah, two snipes. Here we go. Kuching. I'm going to go. I got, uh, I'll do Drake London. I like Drake London a lot. I do too. Now what'll be interesting to see is what wide receivers come back around after the this uh, fourth and fifth round. I'm sure we're going to see even more fly off, but hopefully there'll be a few uh, decent guys left for you. Yeah. And then, uh, Greg, you, you can cut this if you want, but take Justin Herbert out of your queue so you don't audit accidentally audit yeah. if you time out. It's giving me the good call. Good call. Willie's sit. Why? What happened to Justin Herbert? Is he hurt? No, I. And this comes back to just the roster construction. He already has Patrick Mahomes, right? So taking Mahomes and Justin Herbert on the same team is just investing too much draft capital into the quarterback position. Got it. All right. So, how many wide receivers? Four. Uh, you can start up to four in a given week. Okay. Because you've got the three mandatory wide receivers and then the flex spot. Got it. A lot of uh, you know content creators out there for fantasy that I've uh, watched, they've said you know you want to get at least five wide receivers in the first ten rounds. Okay, uh, because as you guys have already noticed, those wide receivers are really flying off the board, and wide receivers have a lot of upside, mm-hmm. but they also could disappear for a week if they're getting shut down by a corner. So you want more options, particularly in best ball, for you to hit that high upside outcome in a given week for example i mean mike evans is a great example someone either of you could be targeting on the turn here potentially because you know mike evans will have some weeks where he pulls his hamstring and he only has five points and you know that's fine because he won't be in your starting lineup and in a best ball format then and then if he you know in a whole league if he has a bum hamstring but you bench him and then he just has three touchdowns and go offs for 25 points, you are, you know, kicking yourself because you left him on your bench. But in the best ball format, you'll automatically get that best score in your starting lineup. So anyone who has those potentials for spike weeks and, you know, multi-touchdown games, you'll always have that best score filling your starting lineup on underdog, which is a you know great value add for this game type. What about tight end? I mean, if you're not going to get Travis Kelsey, should you be thinking tight end or you just keep going in on receivers here? I think you can start thinking about tight ends. Um, 
And it is nice to see all the, you know, the positions on the left, see how they filter in with the wide receivers. Um, getting an elite quarterback and an elite tight end is definitely a, a good strategy. And it looks like even some of the tight ends left are starting to slip a little bit. Um, so we're in the fifth round here and like TJ Hawkinson, George Kittle and Kyle Pitts are all still available. And I think that having one of those guys, those are like the last three of the I guess, right. or, or elite tight ends. And you do have to start one tight end. So getting one who can give you added points at the position or uh, value above replacement is definitely worth considering at this point. Yeah. Yeah. And they're flying off the board right now as we speak. So it looks like everyone else in our group has the same idea <laughs> with uh, tight end. Yeah, there, there's an interesting drop after Kyle Pitts, kind of like Dallas Goddard and Darren Waller are also potential quote unquote elite tight end options. Uh, I mean, Darren Waller could be the best pass catcher on the New York Giants this season for all we know, but he has had health concerns in the past as well. So, I mean, it really depends. There's still other good wide receivers on the board that that could be kind of starters for your lineup week in and week out as well. Uh, so this is definitely a tough, a tough turn to consider. All right, I'm going George Kittle. Ah, oh, Griggs, Snipe. <laughs> yes. Hey, I'm taking the rookie uh, receiver from Seattle, from Ohio State, right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Uh, he's good. He is good. And then I'm going to go the tight end for Philadelphia, Dallas Goddard. Solid. Let's see. I got to go. No, I would recommend a third wide receiver here. That's what I was thinking too. Yeah. I think I'm going to do a little Mike Evans action. Mike yeah, he's so he's, good as a player historically. It, it's hard for me to not click on him at like these middle rounds. Mm -hmm. And it looks like Baker Mayfield may be the starter in uh, Tampa, right? Yeah. I, I know one of our analysts over at Underdog Fantasy Football on YouTube, he has said he's pretty much avoiding Tampa completely because of Baker Mayfield. And he really likes to just draft good players on good teams. Uh, so I do see the risk in having Mike Evans, but I also just know like he's had a thousand yards every year for his entire career essentially. And so that's not something I want to completely avoid. I, I definitely want to have him on some of my best ball teams. I have a sleeper coming up and I got to see if he makes it back around to me, but, uh, ew, he may have already been taken. So Andrew, you're looking, I got three receivers running back QB and a tight end. Like what's uh, what do you think would be a good strategy for this next one for me in position? I honestly would continue to go wide receiver just because if any of your wide receivers have a down week, right. You want to have some other options. Okay. Um, I think some of the guys you have queued are good options based on like, you know, the way that, that their season could go. And you do want to think about it like across the season too. Like rookies could end up being mass contributors for you later in the year. Um, since what you really are trying to do in the first 14 weeks of the season is just get first or second in your own draft. Sure. Uh, and then you get to like the playoff section where all the big money prizes are, but you have to advance out of your league first. Okay. And having some players that could break out in the second half of the year, which typically happens with rookies, um, can be a huge, you know, high upside option for you, um, you know, later on in the season. Um, so you have to plan accordingly for for how your team is going to work the entire season. But, you know, all that said, maybe they're one of these running backs in the mid middle rounds could be a good second running back for you as well because as you can see there there's still some fringe rb2s like you can see under the player name the position ranking damian pierce for example is the rb22 according to our average draft position mm -hmm. and we're in the seventh round of this draft so that's just another example of how much the wide receivers get drafted because i think we're at like 35 36 wide receivers have already been taken but only 21 running backs have been taken so far mm. and so when you think about it that way like the running backs are starting to become more of a value at this stage D damian pierce obviously the lead guy in houston and, and they could be running the ball a lot with a rookie quarterback and then david montgomery 
kind of filling in for the Jamal Williams role. And he had like, you know, double digit touchdowns last year. Uh, David Montgomery is really interesting. James Conner is the only guy in Arizona. So I kind of like him. Um, and, you know, we were just talking about Baker Mayfield before, like he could dump off a lot of passes to Rashad White when the blitz is, is coming at him in Tampa. So mm-hmm. there's a lot of options I like here. I mean, <laughs> I, I've drafted so many times that I become player agnostic. Uh, I even love Javante Williams, just assuming health. He's one of the, the more dynamic, like physical talents at the running back position as well. Good advice. Well, my guy got picked, George Pickens, the wide receiver for Steelers. I think he's going to have a really good year. So I was hoping that he'd make it to me, but uh, he's already been picked. Love Pickens too. Some of the yeah. some of the camp highlights coming out this week, it, just amazing. Yeah. Well, then you look at a guy like Dalvin Cook, who's still on the board. And if he was with a team, he's probably a first or second round pick, right? Yeah, with with him being a running back, I would guess he's maybe more of like a third or fourth round pick. I mean, just being a little bit older. Um, I think fantasy, at least on the underdog of the people I watch, they started to um, devalue the running backs in certain ways, just like the, the NFL is starting to undervalue them as well. Um, but yeah, he is still an amazing talent, Dalvin Cook is. And if he's on a team like the the Jets, where he's rumored to sign with i think that he'll definitely shoot up and and that's one of those benefits to drafting now right like you could be drafting players who are going to shoot up in adp over the next month because they're dominating in the the preseason right how's your chance to kind of get them at a value um yeah well i took your guy the running back from denver javante yeah i love that you guys both got your second running back which i think is is fine so you do have to start two running backs uh, you say Greg's went with James Conner, and then Brian, you went with Javante Williams, uh, followed by Odell Beckham, and Greg's you got Traylon Burks. So I think those are great seventh day round picks right now. Yeah, I like Beckham because uh, you know I think he's going to be a main target for Lamar in Baltimore. I like him on that team. Yeah, so I feel good about getting him that late. Actually, so when do you want to think about going for your second quarterback? It's really interesting. It depends on how risk averse you are or how risky you want to be in a high upside, high reward or, you know, high risk, high reward. I think for me, I want to continue to stack up wide receivers and running backs, especially if I've taken Mahomes and, and Brian Berger. You took Josh Allen, right? I did. Right. So you guys both have like top elite yeah. quarterbacks, elite quarterbacks. And I think to that means that you're giving up on some of those like top tier wide receivers because you went in quarterback, running back each. And so I am just going to assume that my quarterback that I drafted is going to be in my starting lineup almost every week of the season. And I'm probably waiting until the last like three rounds of the draft to take my second quarterback. And what that that gives me more options as well if I look at what players I've drafted already and what, so what quarterback that's going late could I potentially stack them with? And that was the next thing I wanted to jump into as well is a great thing for best ball is stacking your roster. Uh, For example, for you, Griggs, you have Patrick Mahomes. Obviously you couldn't get Travis Kelsey too, but if you can stack other Chiefs players or Chiefs wide receivers with Patrick Mahomes, that's going to benefit your team in these later rounds because he has kind of these like later round wide receivers that you can draft uh, the running backs as well. Um, still want to do it kind of within the ADP range, but the the basic principle is if your quarterback's doing well, uh, then his receivers are going to benefit as well. You know, if if Patrick Mahomes throws a touchdown to Marquez Valdez Scantling, that's a ten point play in a single play. So you're betting on, you know, you need less things to happen for you to get more fantasy points. So a lot of uh, people really like stacking their quarterback with other pass catchers on their team or running backs on their team just because if if the offense is humming and scoring a lot of points, you're going to see multiple beneficiaries there. That's cool. Good advice. I like that. Wow. Okay. We have some interesting players coming up. Yeah, it's... uh. 
this is fun. It's it's so fun watching it happen live. I love watching the the whole setup is really cool. Yeah. And I just love the fact that there's 30 seconds in between picks. It moves quickly. Yep. I have a decision to make here because I don't think you're going to do this, but I, I may take a leap of faith here with my next pick. Kind of go against the the grain. A high upside player. I like that. Good tease. Yeah, good tease. <laughs> I think I'm going to go. I'm, I've got a guy in queue that uh, I want to use that uh, Andrew's advice about picking same team players. Well, we can talk about them because you're drafting in front of, of Berger. But what's interesting, we're in the ninth round. Darius Tony was getting drafted really high. And he's been, he had a you know cleanup on his knee recently. So he's been falling and people were, are worried about his health. But that is like a, a value right now. If his ADP was 86 and you just took him at pick 107 or 107, I think that's hard to pass up. And you could come back and stack another chief with your with your second pick here, Griggs. Yeah, that's what I was just going to do. I think yeah. that's the move here. My risk pick, I just took Dalvin Cook. I think Dalvin Cook here is good as well. Uh, I, he's, a, he's a top 10 running back if, if he's on a team and he's healthy. I think he's going to sign somewhere. Him on the Jets will just be, I mean, it's going to be a crazy hard knocks. It's going to be, they've already been doing a lot of, stirred up a lot of drama with the Broncos and they play each other week five. So I'm really excited to see how that narrative plays out this year with uh, Aaron Rodgers as well. Yeah, I think I just took Lazard because he's one of Rodgers' favorite targets from Green Bay moving to the Jets. Yeah, I don't know what, what all the quarterbacks have been drafted yet, but that could be an interesting option for you if you do want a little more safety at quarterback. Brian is, if Aaron Rodgers makes it back to you, you'd be planning ahead. Like, again, assuming you're right, you're, you drafted Alan Lazard and Dalvin Cook. I would, have, at this point, assume Dalvin Cook signs with the Jets. It's just a matter of time. And in this scenario, you, again, you want to assume like you're drafting correctly, like everything's going to play out the way you imagine. And that would mean Aaron Rodgers would be a great second quarterback for you. And then you would be absolutely done at quarterback. No third quarterback at all. Even taking Aaron Rodgers might be a little bit uh, luxurious because you do have Josh Allen, but I'm not opposed to it uh, if you want to get a little bit different. Griggs, what are you thinking here? Well, I've got got a Kansas City running back in queue just to pair with uh, Patrick and, and the crew. Um, I don't know. I need to add some more Q here. I was going through the list. Griggs, I'm going to give you props here for a minute. You're doing much better this year on your draft than last year. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. I like, I'm actually a little nervous that your team might compete with mine this year <laughs> in our head to head battle. I like last it. year I had no worries, but this year uh, I'm a little nervous. Yeah, that's good. Thank you. Oh, there goes my running back. So let me find something else here. That's yeah. Okay. I think. One thing you can consider too with stacking is you can stack players on the same team uh, with players that you've drafted, even if you don't have the quarterback, or you could plan ahead to say, well, maybe that quarterback's still on the board. I could draft them later. So just looking at Griggs' team, you know, he has pass catchers from Atlanta, Tampa Bay, Tennessee, and all those guys have quarterbacks that go late in the draft. So you could look at like an Atlanta running back and stack, like, you know, again, that's just, making a bet on the fact that the Atlanta offense is going to do well and you're going to benefit whether they're running it or whether they're throwing touchdowns to Drake London. So I like the the idea of a Tyler Algier. It might be a little bit early based on the average draft position. Um, but it, yeah, and they've got Bijan there. So that's like not the easiest pick to make. Mm-hmm. But that's something you can consider as well as stacking players on the same team, even though you don't have the, the quarterback necessarily. And you can pretty much go any direction you want position-wise at this point too, Griggs. So okay. You're at one quarterback, two running backs, uh, six wide receivers and a tight end. So I wouldn't be opposed to any pick. Like load up on another wide receiver if you want with a you know some high upside uh, or or getting a third running back to build out that room more are, mm-hmm. are both great directions you can take. Cool. Um, we're in the 11th slash 12th round, so... 
soon you'll have to figure out like, okay, I only have so many picks left. So I got to figure out how I'm going to fill out the, my backup quarterback, my backup tight end with, mm. with, uh, and then like one or two of each other position. So cool. What am I at? How many positions? Like, I have a quarterback, two running backs. How many wide receivers do I have? So you actually have three running backs, five wide receivers, and a tight end. So you're pretty similar to Griggs right now. Um, and you can see that like on the top bar and that underneath your username, it'll always show you yep. how you can have a beach position. Yeah, that's great. Um, the typical underdog team is usually two to three quarterbacks, maybe four to seven running backs, five to nine wide receivers, and two to three tight ends. And so that is a good range where like depending on who you have at each position, staying within those kind of like positional limits is a good guide as well. Yeah. Did you see who I took as my backup quarterback? Oh, Russell Wilson. Yeah, I think 11th round is a good value for him too, if I had to guess. And you're stacking him with Jerry Judy. Yep. And Javante Williams you took as well, right? So this, you've got a Denver stack going. And, and, and Sean Payton we trust. Yes, and Sean Payton we trust. I think that he could really turn things around. Okay, I just took uh, Kyler Murray as my backup QB. Oh, okay. That might have been your first mistake of the draft. <laughs> not too bad. Not a bad choice. But uh, yeah, if he had an offensive line and he's not going to be running for his life. Yeah. And you do realize he has like no weapons either. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we'll see. Wow. Did Aaron Rodgers already get picked? I didn't even see him on the list. I think so. One thing you can do is search with the the magnifying glass in the flap or like a player name. And then from there, you can see uh, like to the left of the QB button, you can always search a player name and then see if they've been taken by someone else or if there's someone you can still queue up. But it does look like Rodgers might have gotten taken. We're really getting down to the nitty gritty here with uh, receivers and tight ends. Yeah. And running backs. Yeah, this is where when you get into round 12 and beyond, I think you can start to target more rookies. You can see some of the previous picks in round 12 or Tank Bigsby, the the RB2 in Jacksonville, Marvin Mims, the rookie wide receiver in Denver. Uh, people really like to start targeting those younger players for that potential breakout because they're probably the guys who are more likely to improve upon what their projection is. And give you that value from that uh, draft gap. This is really, I mean, you know, the first, I would say, five or six rounds are pretty easy. After that, you really have to know what you're doing, especially if you're going for the $3 million. Yeah, one thing we haven't even talked about on this show yet is thinking about how do you draft a team that is set up for winning uh, $3 million? There are regular season prizes as well. So if you draft one of the highest scoring teams in the regular season, you can still win a six-figure payout. I believe first place for regular season scoring is $500,000. So nothing to sneeze at there. Uh, but in terms of winning $3 million, like obviously that's a huge prize. And that means you have to, again, you have to qualify from your league. So you got to get first or second place in the first 14 weeks of the season. That's cumulative scoring. Then you get randomly placed in playoffs, like an individual kind of week playoff for week 15, week 16, and then week 17 is actually the final. So with your team, assuming you have that combination of players that's crushing it at the end of the year, again, another reason why rookies can be valuable is you draft them later and they start to perform really well in the second half of the season or at the end of the year. But once you get to week 17, how is your team going to be uh, you know, particularly set up to have the highest scoring lineup that week for you to win a million dollars. And that's where this wrinkle of daily fantasy sports comes into play, where some of our, you know, most hardcore drafters are thinking about what teams are playing each other in week 17 and how can I stack those games together? So, for example, the Chiefs, uh, who, you know, Greg's has drafted a couple of different Chiefs now, they're playing the Bengals. In week 17. Wow. Could be a really high scoring game. Mm -hmm. And so there are people drafting specifically to say, 
I'm assuming that the Chiefs are going to be scoring me a lot of points. And I also want, if that's going to be a shootout, I want people who are on the Bengals as well. And so that can be a tiebreaker when you're drafting different players of, okay, does this person play one of my other players that I've drafted in week 17? Because mm-hmm. if I get there, I want to have that game stacked up as well. Um, it's a it's a pretty in-the-weeds concept, I would say. But again, you're targeting people that are scoring a lot of points. High-scoring games are a great way to do that. Yeah, that's hardcore when you're thinking about matchups in week 17 when you're building your team now yeah. in August. Like, that is hardcore. But like you said, it really is. Oh, you got you to gotta think about stuff like that. I mean, the other thing about this is if someone gets hurt, like, let's say, you know, Josh Allen or Patrick Mahomes go down, it really does impact your team the rest of the year. Yeah, that's probably one of the, I mean, for, for a selling point for underdog is why you want to draft multiple teams is so you're not just doing one draft that's like, well, I asked Mahomes gets hurt, my team is is screwed. I mean, you would have Kyler Murray coming in for you, Griggs. Um, but yeah, I mean, that that is a tough thing with best ball. It's saying, hey, I, I if I draft this one team, well, I'm out 25 bucks probably if Patrick Mahomes is injured. I'm gonna this team's gonna lose anyway. So it goes back to that point where you want to a draft, assuming that you're right, and, and assuming that Patrick Mahomes is gonna be the MVP and he's gonna be in my starting lineup every week. So if he does get hurt, like with a season-ending injury, that team's probably dust anyway. But if I do this right, everything else is that I drafted accordingly is gonna, you know, cascade the way I want it to. But on, on the other hand of that, if you want to have a more diversified portfolio, you're not just putting all of your eggs on underdog into the Patrick Mahomes basket. You're going to have other teams that you draft as well. Since again, you don't have to manage them in season. You can have like, even if you have a portfolio of 10 teams, that kind of gives you different structures of teams you can draft, investment in different players. So then by the end of the season, you do have you know a best ball team that you're rooting for to advance each week. That's good. So, Griggs, who did you just take there? So, I went uh, with Tyler Higby for my backup tight end and then DJ Dallas from my Hawks for another running back. I took a wide receiver from New Orleans. Who was it? Uh, Shahid. Yeah. And then I took a tight end from the Chargers uh, as my backup tight end. Nice. I think those are good picks. I think Shahid is one of those potential high upside or spike week guys where, you know, we're in the 13th, 14th round. Again, at this point in the draft, you're just hoping to get guys who can have like a spike week. Maybe Shahid catches like a 60-yard touchdown when we right. makes it into your flex spot. And if he's getting you like one or two starting weeks throughout the entire season, that's good for your best ball team. Yeah. And I think the same thing goes with like DJ Dallas. It, it's interesting because the whole Seahawks running back room is hurt again. Yeah. And DJ Dallas could have like starting points for this lineup at some point in the season if he's like the one guy who is getting all of the opportunity. What a great name. DJ Dallas. Like that is such a, a football player's name. Yeah. Yeah, he's great. I, I mean, I would love to see him get more opportunity just so we see that name on the field more. Uh-huh. So what round are we in right now? 14. 14th okay. round. And for... For Griggs, again, you've got two quarterbacks and two tight ends. You've got uh, an elite guy at each position. And I think you have a really serviceable serviceable backup at each position as well uh, in Kyler Murray and Tyler Higby. So I would just be focusing on running backs and wide receivers at this point. Um, Again, with like the Kittle pick, you want to assume that he's probably going to be your starting tight end like most every week. Yeah. uh, Because he has that potential. And it doesn't look like you have any bye week issues either. Um, that is one other thing to consider with drafting a best ball team is if it's locked in for the whole year and you draft two quarterbacks with a week 10 bye, then week 10, you're not getting any points at the quarterback position. So then you'd have to, you know, potentially draft a third quarterback just to fill in for like one week. Right. Um, but in this case, Griggs has Mahomes by week 10, Kyler Murray by week 14. So hopefully Murray's back by week 10 and he'll fill in for, you know, for Mahomes when he's resting. How am I doing with my bye weeks? Griggs, if you want to do the drop down above your team, 
All right, good. My quarterbacks have different bye weeks. That's good. Yeah, it looks like everything looks good for bye weeks for you as well, Brian. I have three wide receivers with week seven bye weeks. That's not good. I think that's okay, though. I think you're going to have less options week seven, but you still have three, four guys that can fill the lineup or like will at least get you points. Yeah. What's the deal with Gus Edwards with the Ravens? Like, I haven't heard much from him, honestly. Did his legs fall off or why is he still available? Uh, I think it's mostly that, yeah, he, even when he tried to come in in relief last year, I don't remember him doing all that much. Yeah. Definitely like a hard runner. And I'm sure maybe people on underdog aren't drafting him as much because he doesn't get receptions. Uh, this is half point PPR, so receptions aren't the biggest thing. But when you're targeting running backs late in underdog drafts, I think what people look for are running backs who have shown that they can do something on the field a little bit and are the direct backup to um, you know, another running back on the team. Like Chuba Hubbard's an interesting example. That's who I just took. Yeah. I just like his nangers. If Miles Sanders goes down, Chuba, I think, is the most likely to come in and get the majority of the work. Um, Jeff Wilson, good pick as well, Griggs. I think that the Dolphins are interesting because, again, it's a we know that Jeff Wilson is a dynamic player and he's fast and he's on that Dolphins offense that if they're high scoring, the Dolphins running backs are going to be getting fantasy points. All right, so round 16 now, home stretch. At the end of the draft, this gives you like a projected points total too, right? It does. And uh, I will say if you draft more quarterbacks, it will project you for more points. Um, so it's not an exact science um, in terms of like how many points you'll get in your basketball lineup. But it, it definitely can uh, help give you a sense of how you're drafted. And we'll have to compare your guys' teams to see who has more projected points. But yeah, we're in the, we just started round 16 which means you guys each have two more picks to make each. And so, again, with Greg's team, 2-6-6-2, I think you can go either way with running back and wide receiver. I wouldn't draft another tight end. Um, And then I'm forgetting what the positions look like for Brian Berger, but when you only got two more uh, spots left, what you can do in round 17 and 18 A lot of people are drafting the same players at the end of this draft, right? So if you want to really get unique, I think scrolling down more to find some players that maybe aren't getting drafted as often um, that still work within your team could be really interesting. I mean, there are a lot of names down there, I'll say, that maybe they are complete zeros depending on if they even get on the field. But, um, you know, for... For Griggs, I mean, people are drafting a lot of Chiefs all the time, so most of them do get taken. But there might be some Kansas City Chiefs players. I would, I like, I would search Chiefs in the search bar and see if there's anyone that I want to take just to continue to stack up because we don't know who might arise. Um, for all we know, like Clyde Edwards-Hilaire could come back from the dead, like uh, the Undertaker, and start scoring touchdowns out of the backfield again. Uh, I feel like Justin Watson has stayed on the team for a long time as well. Um, so those are some interesting last round picks that would make sense for Griggs' team just because he has Patrick. What do you think of uh, someone like Chase Claypool? With uh, Everyone's expecting a really big year from Justin Fields. They're saying this is the breakout year for he and for Trevor Lawrence. Like They're going to take that next step. Those are the two quarterbacks I'm hearing about the most. Uh, what do you think about that? It's definitely an interesting like way to get a piece of that Chicago offense, right? Like if they're completely different and they are passing a ton, maybe they figure like Claypool is finally going to gel with someone like Fields and he could have a lot of long touchdowns. He has shown that ability in the past and but then he kind of fell off the map and the Steelers, you know, got rid of him, right? So I'm not in love with Chase Claypool because they did bring in DJ Moore. They have Darnell Mooney. So those are some Chicago pass catchers that are getting drafted much earlier. And the toughest thing with the Bears is they tend to run the ball more. And Fields will obviously run the ball a lot too. So 
you could draft, we, we talked about stacking, you could draft Justin Fields on his own and still be fine with that because he's running the ball, he's passing the ball so much. You don't need to, or you won't see the benefit from his pass catchers as much. But, I mean, Claypool is still a good way to to get access into that offense if they do start passing like crazy. <laughs> and Fields has said, too, that he wants to be, I think, the first Bears quarterback to ever throw for 4,000 yards. Mm. If he's going to do that, he's going to need to throw to more than just DJ Moore and uh, <laughs> Darnell Mooney. So yeah. it's a tall task for sure. Look at that. Baker Mayfield still there, Gregs. <laughs> Baker. Trey Lance. Yeah, Baker's not getting drafted a ton. Um, well, I think I'm going to go with another KC receivers here, here in the next one. Justin Watson. Who? <laughs> <laughs> well, if you'd listen to Andrew's advice, Starburger, he said, uh, you know. I know. I listened. No, but we're definitely at the part of the draft where it's like. It's almost like who for like every, every yeah, player. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm going play pool here. I'm grabbing risk play pool. Risky move. Yeah. Oh, and then I'm up again. And I'm going to go uh, Clyde Edwards Blair. Why not? Let's see if he comes back from the dead like the Undertaker, as Andrew said. <laughs> I mean, it's hard not to click on a Kansas City Chief based on how dynamic that offense has been. Um, you, I mean, like he's, like we said, you are drafting kind of these lottery ticket picks at the end of the draft. Right. And why not like go after an offense we know can be really good? And Griggs' last pick, Nicole Hardman, I think that's a good pick, too, just because we don't know who, like, Aaron Rodgers is going to gravitate towards on the Jets. I mean, it's probably going to be Alan Lazard, so that's why he's getting drafted earlier. But Nicole Hardman could have some, you know, spike weeks like he like he had when he was on the Chiefs. So, oh, you guys have uh, drafted full teams here. I yeah, let's go through. Yeah, let's go through the rosters and the projected uh, point totals. Yeah, do you want me to run through them or great? Sure, yeah. Wipe up your team. <laughs> no, do it, do it. You you know the stuff. Yeah, so Greg's at quarterback, Patrick Mahomes and Kyler Murray, really strong room there. Running back, uh, anchored by Saquon Barkley and James Conner. He also picked up Damian Harris, DJ Dallas, Royce Freeman, and Jeff Wilson. Um, personally, I think DJ Dallas and Royce Freeman, you could have even waited longer, but uh, not going to like rule those guys out. Those could be good pieces. Wait, there. time out. He took Royce Freeman early because he's an Oregon duck. That's, that's right. why. That's right. Yeah, yeah you got to get your guys, right? <laughs> so uh, wide receiver room, Amari Cooper, Drake London, Mike Evans, Traylon Burks, Kadarius, Tony, Rashi Rice, Justin Watson, Nicole Hardman. So we got a lot of good stacking there on the back half of the wide receiver room with Patrick Mahomes. And then elite tight ends in George Kittle and an elite backup tight end in Tyler Higby. So, uh, I would say this is, like we said, a better team than last year, Greg. Yeah, <laughs> improvement. Um, yeah, so improvement is what we're looking for. Um, I'm excited to see Burger's team because I haven't seen it throughout the draft. But again, a uh, really strong QB room with Josh Allen and Russell Wilson as a backup. Uh, running backs, Nick Chubb, Javante Williams, and Dalvin Cook, both great uh, high upside options there in the later rounds. Gus Edwards, Shuba Hubbard, and Clyde Edwards-Alaire. And then in the wide receiver room, Jerry Judy, DeAndre Hopkins, Jackson Smith and Jigba, Odell Beckham, Alan Lazard, Michael Gallup, Rashid Shahid, and Chase Claypool. Uh, tight end room is Dallas Goddard and Gerald Everett. I like that duo of tight ends as well. So I think you guys both drafted really solid teams. Maybe a couple reaches in there for different players, but that's just because those are players that I haven't been drafting a bunch. And so... Uh, different strokes, right? Yeah. The question is, are, are, we, are we in the $3 million conversation? <laughs> I mean, let's, let's cut to brass tacks here. Do you think we're in the $3 million conversation here? Uh, I think the one thing that... <laughs> that pod is telling me all I need to them. Yeah, I mean, maybe maybe we're, uh, we're alerty, right? Yeah, that's right. I think the toughest thing to do in a fast draft is look at your team and, and then know like, okay... I want to get these game stacks for week 17. And that's the one thing that, you know, we did one draft last year and we did one draft this year. It's hard for me to just get you from uh, zero to expert in in a, a couple drafts. So that part might be missing from getting this team through. But I like 
both of these teams as potential to, you know, advance into the playoffs at least. So it looks like my projected points, 2,669, Griggs, 2,604. So I would narrowly defeat Griggs if that holds up. But as we know, that's why you play the games, right? Like a lot of guys can overachieve. Um, I don't even know if Dalvin Cook, like, are there even any points factored into me drafting him or is that uh, not factored in since he doesn't have a team currently? Uh, that's a good question. I can look quick. It looks like he does not have a projection right now because we don't know what team he's on. Right. So if he got me some points, then my projected total goes up. Yeah, your projection could go even higher. Um, I'm sure the the DJ Dallas and Royce Freeman projections are what's keeping Greg's team down a bit. But hey, <laughs> you know, some all it takes is a couple of running back injuries, and that's right. That's why those late round running backs are really important. Um, and and you guys have you know. The, the top end running backs to help you in the early part of the year as well. So, um, yeah, I, what I want to hear again uh, next year is who beat whom in this. And maybe you guys do have like a little gentleman side wager on who, whose team actually scores more um, within this draft. Oh, we will. Yeah. Yeah. We totally will have a side wager on who has more points. Grid is already down one year to nothing. So, yeah, we can just, we can double or nothing about. <laughs> It's all you can eat in and out next time we're in LA. There you go. That's the bet. <laughs> I'm down with that. I'm down with that. Can't go wrong with that. <laughs> well, this is great. I, I want to remind our listeners, go to underdogfantasy.com or download the app on your phone. Um, if you use promo code SBR, it's going to give you up to $100 on your first deposit. Underdog will match that. Um, again, this is such a great way to enjoy fantasy football because as you just experienced with us, the draft is fun. It's quick. Um, there's zero maintenance throughout the season. You can draft up to what? 150 teams. Is that the limit, Andrew? 150 in best ball mania, but we also have some puppy contests uh, that are $5 per entry. So you can try those out as well for smaller prizes, but still nothing to seize out there. And uh, even going into just like a self-contained league, like as little as $3 a draft, great preparation for your home league to see where players are getting taken. And then I love the daily stuff too. I love Pick'em and Rivals. Um, I do that every week throughout the season. Um, so Pick'em is usually like an over-under type of uh, stat game. And then Rivals can pit like Patrick Mahomes against Josh Allen or... Josh Allen against Joe Burrow. So um, it's really fun. Again, if you go back and listen to my conversation with Jeremy Levine from a few weeks ago on Sports Business Radio, um, we outlined a lot of the different underdog fantasy options and why those exist. But uh, you guys just have lots of different offerings. And really, there's no other fantasy app that I've seen that comes close to what you guys offer with all the different offerings. So it's just, it's a lot of fun. I really appreciate that sentiment, Brian. And yeah, we are always trying to win with product. And as Jeremy said, provide great games to the American consumer. So uh, couldn't be happier to be an underdog and sharing this uh, partnership with you guys, the, the experience of drafting. And I hope your audience really enjoys it as well. Well, Andrew, thank you so much for joining us uh, for year two of doing this. We need to make it an annual tradition. It's just so much fun. And then, you know, now like I'm going to be sitting back going, I hope Dalvin Cook signs with the Jets and that, you know, he's going to be on a good team and we're going to be rooting for our players and making sure that they're in the best possible situations and obviously that they stay healthy. Um, you know, I'm looking for like a bounce back year from someone like Russell Wilson um, and Jeremy Judy. But um, yeah, this is going to be a lot of fun. Griggs, what do you think of your team? Yeah, I think uh, improvement is definitely something I did better this year. So I'm excited about that. Uh, obviously, I love uh, Patrick Mahomes. He's just an iconic player. So I'm excited to have him as my QB. A couple of good running backs in there too, but I agree. It gives you something to root for. Now I've got players to watch, print out my list. You know, each week going to be watching these players that maybe you wouldn't watch, you know, a year before. Now I'm like, okay, I'm watching this game. I'm going to watch this game because I got my guy there. So yeah, it makes it fun. It makes it engaging. I love it. Griggs, before we leave, what would Patrick Mahomes in his voice say about being drafted to your team? 
Harold Griggs is my favorite guy. We go way back. We went to elementary school, and uh, you know he's always been my guy. If he was playing, I'd throw it to him every single every single play. So let's go. I love it. Well, Andrew, again, thank you so much. We love being partners with Underdog Fantasy. Um, this was fun. Thanks for taking the time to join us. Boris, thank you guys for having me. Hi, Brian Berger here from Sports Business Radio. Underdog Fantasy is the official gaming partner of Sports Business Radio and the fastest growing fantasy app. Underdog is a variety of daily and season-long fantasy games that you can play. Best Ball Mania has $15 million in pool prize money, and first place wins $3 million. You can play as many entries as you want, and once you draft your team, you sit back and enjoy. No lineup change is needed, and Underdog pulls your best performers and gives you those points. You never have to worry about leaving the wrong player on the bench again. Griggs and I will have our teams drafted for the upcoming NFL season, and this is a great way to enjoy all the upside of fantasy football without having to worry about maintaining your lineup each week. For daily fantasy, I love playing Pick'em and Rivals. With Pick'em, if I get five picks right, I can win 20 times my money. It's a fun way to do over-unders on player stats as well as pit players against each other. We've got a special offer for Sports Business Radio listeners. New users get up to $100 matched on their first deposit when they use the code SBR, like Sports Business Radio. SBR is the code to use. So download the app at underdogfantasy.com or in your app store, and then enter the promo code SBR to get up to $100 to play with. Also, Make sure to listen to my conversation on Sports Business Radio with Underdog Fantasy founder and co-CEO Jeremy Levine. He shares the unique story of how he founded Underdog Fantasy, and he has great insight into the future of daily fantasy and sports betting. Thanks to Underdog Fantasy for being the official gaming partner of Sports Business Radio. Well, that's it for this edition of Sports Business Radio. Thanks for tuning in. And thanks to the Sports Business Radio team, Brian Griggs, Josh Blank, Ryan Nakajima, and from our friends at CG Sports, CG Young, and Nicole Wardle. I'm Brian Berger. Have a great week, and we'll talk to you soon right here on Sports Business Radio. This and every SBR podcast is available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and your favorite listening app. Follow Sports Business Radio on Facebook, Twitter at SB Radio, Instagram at Sports Business Radio, and online at sportsbusinessradio.com. Sports Business Radio is produced by Brian Griggs and Griggs Productions. GriggsProductions.com.